0: Welcome to another episode of Therapy is Cool. I'm your host, Molly Zive. I am a psychotherapist and mental health advocate, and I'm so excited that you're here with me today. Thanks for finding a little bit of time to spend with me. Today, we have a cute little therapy snack of assertiveness. So I am so excited to be sharing some tips with you and a personal story that led me to an assertiveness training. Before we get that started, I just want to share based on some responses from my Instagram about why you think therapy is cool. Andrea Love responded, self-growth is the coolest. I agree. The Barefoot Therapist said, learning about yourself is the coolest with an emoji with sunglasses. I love the cool theme. I'm here for it. Melda Eric said, it brings in good changes. I agree. If you want to tell me why you think therapy is cool and have your response shared on this podcast, please direct message me on Instagram at Molly Zive Therapy, and I will feature you on the show and let everyone know why you think therapy is cool. Thank you so much for those who participated and responded in that. And I look forward to hearing more responses about why you think therapy is cool. My vision for this show is not just to have it from my perspective. I want to take a lot of people's perspectives on why therapy is cool and share it with y'all. I think it's really important to continue having this conversation around therapy is cool and it promotes self-growth and learning about yourself is the coolest. So let's continue to work together on that. I look forward to your responses. So today's episode, little therapy snack, is about assertiveness. So after I got my master's degree from USC, I worked at a psychiatric urgent care and then shortly after that, I worked at a psychiatric hospital. And my first week, I will never forget this. my I had a phone call with a psychiatrist to admit a patient, and he screamed at me. He exploded on me my first week, and he couldn't believe that I called him before 10 am to admit a patient because that was his time to go swimming. And I just remember feeling, so ashamed, so so embarrassed, um, just really bad about myself after I received that type of treatment. And I was really freaked out. Like I said, it was my first week and I was just trying to do my job of admitting a patient. And I got screamed at by someone and um, I quickly learned after that to never call him before 10am. But it freaked me out so much. I went to my supervisor and I said, you know, I want to have a good relationship with this person. I want to work together. And it really scared me and it really freaked me out. So uh, the company sent me to an assertiveness training. (laughs) Uh, So to learn how to navigate and communicate a little bit better rather than being passive. So I learned a lot from that training. It was about eight years ago. And I wanted to share some of the tips that i took away from it i keep it on this binder of a workbook um, and i used to have it on my poster board or like a cork board um, when i was working at that psychiatric facility just to remind myself and to ground myself daily in these practices so the first one is stop multitasking prioritize doing one thing at a time and What I really liked was these power work times, also known as PWT. So three to five times a day, stay hyper-focused on a task for 15 to 45 minutes at a time. Let those around you know when you're available and accessible. So right now, since I'm working from home, I am hyper-focused on the times that I do have appointments and I do see clients. So I put on my door a little in session sign. So that way my partner knows not to come in and interrupt me and I'm hyper focused. So you may want to think about doing like a do not disturb or blocking off time in your schedule um, to let people know when you are available. The second tip is q tip. I'm not talking about the things that clean out your ears. I'm talking about quit taking it personal. So it's an acronym, Q-tip, quit taking it personal. I think that one's really good. Relating back to that story with the psychiatrist, it could have been anyone to call him. It just happened to be me. And I don't think it was personal to the fact that like it was me, Molly. I think that if anyone were to call him at that time, he probably would have exploded in that same way. So quit taking it personal. Number three, being confident enough to disappoint others being confident enough to disappoint others that is so hard especially for a person who is a people pleaser or recovering people pleaser it's really hard to disappoint others and sometimes um i know i fall into that pattern of people pleasing and i will do anything i can to avoid uh disappointing or hurting someone else and so with this one, being confident enough to disappoint others, meaning putting your priorities first and being assertive in the fact that you deserve to, um, you know, speak up for yourself confidently. Number four, deciding I'm as important as everyone else. I am as important as everyone else. It's a good affirmation. You are as important as everyone else. You know, we see that all the time, especially in like self-compassion training about how would you speak to your friend? You would never speak to a good friend the way you speak to yourself. So this goes along the same lines of deciding you're as important as everyone else. In your own life, you are the most important thing. You are the only one who's going to be able to navigate your own life and stand up for yourself assertively. Number five. When giving feedback, be specific on the behavior, not the person. Be specific on the behavior. So you don't want to come from a place of attacking someone's character or personality. You want to talk specifically about that behavior. So if I were to go back in time and talk about that behavior of being screamed at, I would say, I understand it wasn't a convenient time for you to talk. I would appreciate you not raising your voice at me in the future. So it's uh, talking about that specific behavior and identifying that. I didn't attack him, or that wouldn't be attacking him. Um, It would just be a request to modify his behavior. All right, number six, checking in with myself to change self-defeating patterns. So there's another acronym, HALT. Hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, HALT. H-A-L-T. So checking in with yourself and figuring out, are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely? Are you tired? Sometimes for me, the hungry and angry blend into one another. I get hangry. And so letting people know where you're coming from and checking in with yourself is totally acceptable. I appreciate it a lot more when someone comes to me and says, you know what? I'm feeling really tired right now. So I may be a little snappy, or just not in my best mindset, can we talk about this later? I appreciate that. I think that's totally appropriate. I think that that is a wonderful way to kind of intervene, stay, in, stay ahead of um, any sort of miscommunication. And it's very assertive you're not being passive, you're not being passive aggressive, you're communicating authentically and assertively to let someone else know what your needs are. So checking in with yourself before you respond to people or react to people. A lot of times we get reactive when we are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. You want to come from a place of response where you're actually listening to the other person and then able to provide an appropriate response. So I hope you enjoyed these tips from my assertiveness training. I think it was money well spent. I, <laughs> it was quite a while ago, like I said, but these tips are something that I consider in my daily life and it's just such a nice reminder. Um, and I, I'm so happy to share it with you. So I hope you enjoyed this little therapy snack. And if you wanna tell me why therapy is cool or provide me any feedback, please reach out to me at Molly's Ive Therapy on Instagram. Again, that's Molly's Ive Therapy on Instagram. Take good care of yourself.